I've mentioned, kind of mentioned a couple of times on feeling twisty that I had been sick. And I talk about it in depth on Find the Good News podcast with Oren Parker. You can check that out. It's episode 48 of Find the Good News. We're going to, it's a two and a half hour podcast and we talk a lot more about it. But I want to talk about today what the things I was thinking while I was sick. My body was twisted up like a pretzel, cramping and in pain, uh, permanent brain damage. And there's no coming back from that, right? But all that time, I, I believed I deserved it. I deserved what I got because that's how God works. God punishes those that deserve it. You reap what you sow, right? I mean, I was raised believing that, that God is watching everything and weighing everything you do. And so this crap storm that I was living in was exactly what I deserved. And I believed that. And then the last month or so when I had gotten into reading Neville Goddard and listening to his lectures... Uh, I'm going to keep going. (laughs) That was a spam call. I don't know if you heard that or not. I'm not sure if the mic picks that up. I'll find out when I listen to this back before I play it. But anyway, spam call. I guess I need more car insurance or uh, what's the other thing? Health insurance? Car warranty? I'm going to keep going. I don't want to stop. I believe I deserved it. I believe that I deserved what I got. In the last month or so laid up in bed after falling out of my wheelchair, feeling sorry for myself, but I deserved it, right? But I started reading Neville Goddard lectures and his books and listening to his lectures on YouTube and started discovering uh, scripture, the Bible, in a whole new light. So I know I'm not the only one that feels like they don't deserve to be loved or don't deserve something good in life, that whatever their lot in life is, if they're sick or broke, unloved, alone, well, they deserve it. God's teaching me a lesson. I deserve that. But uh, first verse is 1 John 4, 7. I'm sorry, 1 John 4, 8. 1 John 4, 8. And it says, God is love. God is love. Yeah, I always we had this little song we used to sing when I was a kid in Bible school. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is whatever. But God is love, and God is in heaven, right? The Bible tells us so, that God is in heaven. Uh, and then the Bible, and I've never really read this verse this way until I looked at, I got a concordance and looked up Luke 17, 21, talking about Uh, the kingdom of heaven, because God is in heaven. The Bible tells us so. He's in his holy mount. He's in Zion. He's in heaven. That's where he resides. And then when the the guys were asking Jesus, tell us signs of your coming, and I was raised to believe that was the second coming. He's going to come back on his white horse. But Jesus is quoted as saying in Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of heaven is within you. What? What the heck? It blew me away when I, when I saw that and understood it. 
it tells us right there, the kingdom of heaven is within you, not outside of you, not near you. It's inside you. It's, it's your thoughts. It's, it's your very being. God is in heaven. Heaven is within you. God's name is I am. Oh, God is love. All love. And that loving, creative power is within us. It is us. We can't separate the being within us. We're not schizophrenic. We don't have multiple personality disorder. It's all within us, each one of us. Oh, so I started reading those and understanding it more. And, you know, you use the words enlightened or awakened. It was a, an awakening within me to not something that was new. This way has always been. I just wasn't aware of it, that God is within me. Oh, that just blows me away. I love reading it every time. So anyway, if God is love and God is in heaven and heaven is within us, then God is not out there punishing me, not making me sick. And this, all these thoughts about, I don't deserve to be healed. I deserve to die. I deserve to be miserable. That's the judgment that I'm imagining up. I'm believing that. And we get, if I, if that's what I believe, then that's what I'm going to be faced with because it all starts within us, in our imagination, in our consciousness, in the God within us. So I could not have been, been healed until I changed what I believed about myself. As long as I believed I deserved it, or if I believed there's a second cause, an external cause to anything, then there was not going to be a healing. And as long as I believe there's a second cause or someone else to blame or someone else to plead my case to, I'm going to be broke and sick and lonely and alone. But the Bible says in Mark eleven twenty four that whatever you want, believe you've received it and you will. The literal translation, I like the tense, the change of tense that it uses, the juxtaposition of tense. Whatever you want, be believing, be believing. It's ongoing. It's nonstop. <laughs> be believing you've received it and you will. Whatever you want, be believing you've received it. Neville talks about the power of assumption, assuming the fulfillment of your desire. Assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. What is it do I, that I want? Do I want to be healed? Do I want financial freedom? Do I just want a really good meal? Do I want healthy kids? Whatever it is, see what it may seem big or small, but there is no size in this. Nothing, there's nothing bigger or smaller or, or harder or easier than anything else. It's all what it is. If you believe it, it is. Assume the feeling of your wish, your desire fulfilled. That's faith. We called it faith growing up. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
you don't see it yet, but you see it in imagination. You assume the feeling of that wish, that desire fulfilled. What would it feel like if I were healed? What would I experience? What would I see? How would I see the world? How would I view the world? In my particular case, that was what I focused on. What would it, what's, what's something that would happen if I were healed? Very simple scene that I imagined. Just a very short two-second scene that I experienced first person, not seeing it as I'm like I'm watching my video of myself, but experiencing it in my imagination. This little scene. And the scene, it's what it's the feeling that comes with the scene you imagine. It's the assumption of the wish fulfilled, that knowing, you know it's done. And that imaginal scene helps bring about those feelings. It pulls you into the picture, into that experience. And we imagine all day long. You know, you, you imagine things, you, you're imagining an argument you're going to have when you get home or when you get to, to work and that pain in the butt boss is going to say something and you've already worked it out in your mind and you're already sweating and your heart's racing before you get to work because your body's reacting. Everything's reacting to your imaginal scene that you're working through. So Neville uses that. Neville says to create a scene in your imagination. And that scene, it brings it, you imagine that until you get that reaction, that until you know you have that feeling inside, it's done. Done and dusted. It's already true. There's no God outside you judging you. And it took me so long to realize that. There's no God out there, up there, down there, wherever, judging me or you. And anyone else that you imagine is judging you has absolutely no power over you. No family, no co-workers. They have no power, absolutely no power, unless you imagine they do. If you want to imagine they have power over you, that their opinion matters, then that's how it's going to stay. As long as you see them as a cause, as part of the problem or part of the solution, you're not going to have the wish fulfilled, your desire fulfilled. You're not going to be the person you want to be, that you really want to be. You're not going to get up out of that wheelchair like I did. Trust in the loving power that you are and give life to your desires. In Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Oh, so what do you desire? What do you want to be? What would it feel like if I were that? What would it feel like? Dwell in that. Ask yourself that. What would it feel like? Oh yeah, I know it. Deep down inside you. And hold on to that. Even though the facts of the world, even though those that you thought used to give you power start mouthing off at you, what are you talking about? You can't do that. You're not, you don't even have the education for that. You just barely got out of high school, dude. You're not going to make it in college or you never went to college. You're too old to 
go back to college or you're too old to do to start a new career or to write a book or to start a freaking podcast all of that is secondary causes and none of it has any power over you because god is inside you everything whether you see it or not is comes as a first it is a first cause a first person cause it's inside you and god is love So when they start slamming the facts of life at you and what should and should not be, you continue to do what Mark eleven twenty four says, be believing you've received it. His faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you, you're believing, you know it's done, you know it's already true, your wish is fulfilled. And in time, it hatches, it springs to life in your, in your life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But as a desire fulfilled is the tree of life. And that tree of life is inside you. It's inside me. And its name is I am. This is Feeling Twisty.